T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's time for Between the Pipes with Andrew Raycroft. Hey, let's go. There's going to be a lot of traffic on the way to the game. Ah, uh, don't worry. I got Bruins plates. People get out of my way. Au revoir. Have a good game. Great plates. I want them too. Are you even old enough to drive? Presented by John Sewer and Drain Cleaning. The name to know when your drains don't flow on WEEI. Oh, let's talk to Razor about the Bruins here to kick off Hour 2 of Gresham Foyer. Brought to you by Shaw's and Star Market, bringing people together around the joys of food by John Sewer and Drain Cleaning, the name to know when your drains don't flow, and by Frank's Red Hot. Visit franksredhot.com for great hockey and football watching recipes. Let's frank it up. Our guy Andrew Raycroft is with us on the Harbor One Hotline. Razor, good morning. Good morning, fellas. How we doing? Uh, you were impressive last night. The sneakers looked good. Uh, <laughs> Sophia, you actually watched, dude. You did so- watch. Sophia couldn't pronounce her own name at one point, uh, <laughs> and Jaffe looked like a million bucks. You know, he uh, uh, he's always got the tailored suits, right? You know, I mean, there's nothing that you can do about it unless you're going to invest a ton of money. Otherwise, it's the matching sets. That's right. Yeah. No. I, yeah. We make a good team. We make a good team. No question. And the Bruins are not just a good team. They're a great team. They win 4-1 last night. And, Razor, I thought the first 30 minutes were different than the second 30 minutes. Did you see it that way? I did, yeah. No question. They were – Islanders came out hard. They needed to. They blow. They had blown a 3 nothing lead against Washington at home a couple days ago. And they're, they're desperate. They are a desperate team to try and get into this Eastern Conference playoffs. They played like it the first half of the game. And the Bruins kind of rope-a-doped them a little bit. I think we're going to see a lot of games like this the second half of the season where the, the Bruins almost have to get punched in the mouth a couple times to realize or to get, get into the fight. And it, it's going to be nights like that where they, they can hang around. Lena Solmark, big saves as usual. Uh, just a ho-hum 24-2-1 record for him. But, no, they, they turned it up in the second. They got a little bit more intensity. And, and, of course, the scoring power play goals the way they did last night helps as well. All right, so I think uh, – I'm, I'm assuming you saw the post game. You heard all the sound, and you had a chance to listen to Linus Olmark, you know, talk last night after the game. just want to make sure you saw that. I did. Okay, so there's – there's so. unless, you, unless you had no, more no. scoop. No, no, no. It was something that kind of like, you know – like yeah, you know, kind of intrigued me as far as I feel like he finally admitted like how stressful the season is becoming. He talked about you know the stress of it. I'm paraphrasing. He talked about uh, you know not being satisfied and how tough it is week in week out after a hundredth win. I'm I'm curious like if you you know read into the same thing. 
it, it was really insightful um, because and and I've I've I think about this with this team in general and being in that position, have played that position, having a couple times in my career, not enough because I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you guys. Hey. But a few times I did go on runs where you really feel it, and you go nine and one, you go ten and one, um, and. But what creeps in is is a game like last night where you give up one and you're just ah tonight's not my night. It's easy to it's easy to be okay with losing one or two when you have the record that he does personally as a goaltender. It's easy to to chalk it up as a, a night off and ah it's not going my way. And that that it takes a lot of mental fortitude, a lot of mental toughness to go into each game like you're 0-5 in your last five games rather than 20-0 and in your last 20 games. And I thought that was insightful. I thought him talking about it was, was right. That's how I would feel about yeah. it. It is hard. It is stressful. And it's hard to, to continue that. And I think that just shows where this group is at. And he talked about accountability from Brad Marshawn when he feels like maybe – uh, he, he's not into it on on a certain practice, and, and someone's there to hey, wake up, let's go, we're still going. And there's guys throughout that entire room that's doing that to each other, and they're accepting it. That's the big thing; they're all accepting it. Andrew Raycroft with us on the Harbor One Hotline here with Gresham Fourier. I want to follow up on that comment that Linus made about Marshan. Does that sort of wane as the season goes on? Can it just be one person who is the guy that kind of? whips Linus up when he needs to or does that you know does that kind of run out of gas towards the end of the season well it, it would if it was one I don't I I believe there's probably 15 of those guys in the room if, if not all 20 of them and, and that's what's made them so great in the first half and that what that is what it doesn't concern me about complacency we've talked a lot about it right a couple months ago we were worried about complacency I think it's pretty obvious that this team isn't going into a lull they're they're, you know, again, they're gonna, they're probably still gonna lose a couple games in a row at some point, but they're not gonna go into a lull mentally where they think they've got the Stanley Cup in their pocket and they've already planned what they're gonna do with it in the summer. There, there's none of that with this group. And and yes, if it was just Brad Marchand, but we know it's not just Brad. It's Patrice. It's Nick Foligno. It's Charlie McAvoy. It's Brandon Carlo. So all of these guys combined. And, and I, I, I mentioned it on the post game last night. And, and you guys know this as well, that you can have teams like that, but you can also get on each other's nerves. Like, not every team can have accountability because even if you're winning all the games, you'll get annoyed by people calling you out. And you'll get, you'll get aggravated by these guys, and that can wear out by the end of the year. But, again, with this group, they're accepting it, and, and they're embracing that accountability. All right, so we're talking to Andrew Raycroft and Razor. I heard uh, Mike Milbury this morning on the Greg Hill Show mention uh, – he said that last night the uh, the Bruins reminded him of old school Russian hockey. I, can you explain what that means and how it relates to the Bruins, or is that just some old guy term that nobody remembers? <laughs> well, no. <laughs> and all due respect, though, all due respect. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> Whenever you follow it up with that, yeah. <laughs> and just so I can um, insult you and say, all due respect, all due respect. <laughs> Bless your heart. Bless your you heart. Yeah, from guy. Yourself. yeah, what does it mean? <laughs> it means that they're playing as a five-man unit. And we saw both goals, the first two goals in the second period last night. And the, what he, the Russians came over and they, they played as a five-man unit. They didn't have three lines. They had five players. That was, the, that was their lineup. And the D would jump and they would be 
forwards, and the forwards would come back and play D, and that's where the Bruins' weak side wing, weak side D man has got into the mm. offense in a big way. Uh, Forbert comes down, he pokes in a rebound as the weak side D last night. Grizzlick comes down, gets a rebound, goes back around the net, passes it out to McAvoy. Saturday night, Grizzlick shoots from the game winner with 116 left against Toronto. The weak side D again. Same thing, Grizzlick's goal against Philly. So what he means is the weak side D is getting very, very active. And we talked a lot about Montgomery wanting the D to be more active, and that's where we're really seeing it right now. They're really using that weak side D to create offense and keep offensive zone opportunities. So I believe that is what Mike means by using a five-man unit. Not really. There's no real position at times for the Boston Bruins right now in the offensive zone. It's it's a big rotation. Uh, Derek Forbert had a pretty good night last night. Uh, it, what stands out about his game to you, if anything? He's just he, he's just so consistent and is so comfortable in his role as a defensive shutdown guy that can jump in and, and try and create some offense or some havoc offensively by, you know, he's a, he's a big guy, but he can skate. He can get into the play, and he's doing a good job making that one good breakout pass, jumping into the rush, and playing really well defensively. So he's been nails all season. Really impressive from Derek. So um, two things for me. I'm, I'm, I'm noodling on a new segment I would like to introduce to you, just you, Razor, since you're our, okay. you're our, our Canadian correspondent. Oh, boy. So earlier early in the week we were talking about Pasternak and his, uh, and his uh, salary. We had two different guys from Canada use the word progress. One was progress, and the other guy said it progress. Progress. As a Canadian, how, what is the correct way to say that word? Uh, progress. Progress. Okay. Go. All right. So All it's right. a Canadian it's thing. It's a Canadian thing. All right. All right. Good. The other one, the, see, look, if we can noodle on a segue, like Canadian things that we yeah. don't understand. Oh, we What's There's the Canadian yeah. version of bless your heart? <laughs> yeah, that's a good one, too. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe just F you. Bless your heart. Yeah. Uh, it's like a, that's a tough one. It's like a polite way of saying go F yourself. Or You're an idiot. <laughs> uh, right? Hey, you hoser. Uh, that maybe maybe that's one. it. Do people one, still eh? say hoser up there? No, no. I've never said the word hoser ever in my life. The I've movie, never said the word. The movie Strange Blue yes, is Strange forever. Blue. I peed I out the it. fire. It was fantastic. That is. No, those guys are those guys are legendary Canadians, but I don't know where they came up with that. I, do they make you watch that in elementary school? Is that like <laughs> is that like mandatory? Uh, you got to watch it by like sixth grade to be able to get out of elementary. What do you mean? We don't have elementary school. Oh, yeah. How does it oh, work up we there? Cut, we just cut trees down. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> by hand or by uh, chainsaw? See, now we're going deep oh, no. into... See? No, I feel no, like no. there's a it's segment here. There's, we have the yeah, tickle trunk. Bad. I feel like we should add Canadian things we don't understand. <laughs> he was a great hockey player, so they like waved... Well, you, you were a great hockey player, so they waved the you have to kill a bear by 12th grade to be yes. able to graduate. <laughs> you got to go into the woods by yourself with nothing but your bare hands. Right? Well, that's, the that's, the that's, knife in your mouth. That's why I played hockey, because, yeah, you either play hockey or you have to go hunt bear. Uh, okay, I guess the last serious question, a hockey question I have for you is another thing that I saw Montgomery talk about. I couldn't hear the question that the reporter asked him, but he went into this. He's like, oh, you know, um, you know, nobody talks about, uh, you know, the, the way he sees the puck. He just he, he's, he's so can't remember the words. He is how, how well he plays the puck was what he said. 
I wasn't really sure what what he was referencing. Obviously, you know that's that's it could be a broad question. But as a former goalie, what was he talking about? And it, it was regards to Linus, I assume. Yeah, it was in regards to Linus. Yeah. yeah, I would assume he's talking. So Linus Allmark did a little spin around last night. I'm sure someone asked Montgomery about that, and just talking about playing the puck. And both goaltenders have gotten much better compared to last season. And one of its confidence, a lot of its confidence, a goaltender coming out of his net, playing the puck, stopping it, being aggressive that way, a lot of it's when you feel real good about yourself in the net and making saves. But it's really helping the D break out of the zone. The Bruins, last night, they, they Allmark got out, stopped a few pucks, broke it out real easily, where maybe last season not so much. And against the hard four-checking team, like an Islanders, like a Washington Capitals, those plays, those extra shifts where you can get out of the zone a little quicker are, are a big deal. So I, I would assume he's just talking about how well Linus and Jeremy Swayman, for that matter, have done a really nice job improving on that puck handling, and it's helping out the, the entire team. Uh, Razor, who gets the tickle trunk treatment this week? <laughs> that's that, your nerd that, moment. That's your nerd, nerd moment. moment. Yeah, dude, it's it's it's. Listen, I'm learning something every time I talk to you. I learn something. <laughs> um, I, I'm going Derek Forbert, and you kind of. I, I wasn't going to let you guys take that away from me this time because last week I think you got me on Smitty, and I, I brought it up. But Derek Forbert's my guy this week. He's been he's absolutely nails. Um, I talked about him scoring the goal, getting down in the offense a little bit, but. His, the, his ability on the PK, uh, the, the, the 10 games he missed, I think the PK dropped down to like 76%. When he's in the lineup, it's 91%. Now, you can fudge stats all the time. I think that does hold some truth in how good he is. He's the first guy over every time. His ability to block shots, get in the lanes, use his big body is very, very important to this team. I think he's understated. And he's going in the tickle trunk for what he does on a nightly basis for the Bruins and for both goaltenders, especially. Quickly, I know we normally end on tickle trunk, but I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you tonight's matchup in Manhattan against the Rangers. How do you see that tonight? Rangers are much better than the Islanders, especially offensively. Um, so the Bruins are going to have that PK. They're going to have to stay out of the box, too. The, the power play from the Rangers is, is deadly. Uh, Zabanajad, Panarin, Kreider in front, Fox on the back end. So, And then uh, they got to get touched in that. Shesterkin's one of the best goaltenders in the league as well. So it's a, it's a much better test. I don't think the Islanders are that good. I think the Rangers are a good team and a team that has high hopes come playoff time. So uh, the Bruins are going to have to tighten things up and get off to a better start tonight in Manhattan. Razor, great stuff. We appreciate you, friend. Thank you. Thanks, Hopefully buddy. you make progress and progress all this week. <laughs> we'll we'll hey, talk to you next week. Make sure for you you do some Canadian research and I'm have doing it for me next week. Yes. Right. I feel like I feel all like right. I'm just I learn. I'm just it's so happy I'm experiencing this. Razor's word of the day. There we go. Progress. I love it. Thanks, brother. It. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. There goes our buddy Andrew Raycroft with us on the uh, Harbor One hotline. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.